You're listening to the Kingdom Way podcast by Center Network. The Kingdom Way is a podcast meant to create and cultivate the kingdom in and through all of us. Please enjoy. So yeah, somebody was mentioning, I think Jenny was mentioning the, you know, like the time lapse in between the two, you know, of his fasting and praying and, you know, so it says, you know, at the beginning of chapter one, it's like in late autumn, and then you see in chapter two, early in the spring. So there is like a four-month period here, like a lapse between when he first, like, hears the news, and then until, like, the king asks him what's wrong. And that is interesting to think, like, how he went four months before the, the king noticed, like, um the despair that, that was like that turmoil inside of Nehemiah that was happening. And I think it goes back to me, the question, you know, we're talking last week about calling of like, what is that thing inside of you that just like nags you, like nags at your heart? You know, when you think about our heart can break for so many things, you know, I think that we can all agree. Um, and we've talked about this at our calling labs before, where it's like, we all agree that homelessness is bad and wrong, or we all agree that um, fatherless homes are bad and wrong, or we all agree that addiction is bad. Like, we can all, at some level, hopefully, like, just as Christians, there's some degree in all of us that those things should bother us, that they should affect us, that they should um, stir up something inside of us. But then there's usually something a little more specific that just, like, keeps you up at night that just like nags you and you just can't let go of it. I think it's an interesting prayer maybe or a question to ask of like maybe in those four months Nehemiah was asking like God to relieve him of that, like to take that burden from him or to show him how to be a part in in the solution for that problem. Um, I was actually thinking about Michael in this. I think Michael's a good example of maybe that this process of of discerning, like, what is that thing? And Michael, you know, several months ago, I don't know, six months ago, um, he's had this this discerning or calling for people who maybe struggle with mental health, but he doesn't like to label it that way, but just uh, people in general who might um, just be struggling with life. And really mental health is such a wide, you know, like homelessness usually is attributed to mental health, addiction to mental health. Like it's like, it's so widespread and a widespread issue. And Michael just has had this sense that he needs to be, that God's calling him to minister to that community. And he started with like, I'm just gonna meet upstairs at Joe's Tuesday nights, new today. And that's what he's, he's calling it, new today. And um, that didn't really work. He tried it for a month or two, maybe, maybe even less than that few weeks and it just he just felt like something wasn't right about that and so as we've checked in with Michael over the the past several months we'll be like so how's it going you know where are you at and he's just like I'm pressing in that's like (laughs) the three words right Tyler (laughs) I'm pressing in I'm pressing in I'm pressing in but I almost see it as this like of that four month period that we see Nehemiah in of just of just being still before the Lord and maybe not 
like he has experimented he has been open to what that looks like and that I think that that calling has still been nagging at Michael over these months it hasn't gone away and it's been interesting to see in the last few weeks or months like the Lord's just been starting to send people into his life that really fall into that category of the, of the the people that he felt called to minister to and it's it's just been really fun to watch what's starting just the beginning to blossom um, through him just like pressing in and asking Jesus what does that look like but you see that you see this this four month long period of him just asking I imagine him asking like what what can be done here what this still is breaking my heart and four months later finally the king asks him what is going on here um, I think it's also interesting, uh, you know, the way that he talks about, you know, the way that he addresses the king. There's so much wisdom in how he says, like, it's in shambles, it's in ruins, I need to go rebuild this place. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways he could have said, I'm sad because, you know, these incompetents in Jerusalem. They've had a hundred years to rebuild their city, but they're just, they haven't done anything. They're just lazy and stupid, and I'm just going to go there and solve all their problems. Like, the way that he addresses it, it's like he addresses the problem while still showing, like, that really deep down, he's just concerned for them, and he loves them. Um, So Jenny and I, in the mission program we went through, we would hear people raising support all the time to go all over the world, um, like, multiple times a week we had like a chapel every morning and a lot of times there'd be missionaries coming through and they'd be speaking about what they were doing but also trying to raise money or whatever and it always kind of like struck me the wrong way a little bit sometimes like the way that they would talk about their mission field they would always highlight like all these terrible things about like and even we to be honest we kind of did that too because that's just like what was modeled for us. It's like, we want to go to Brazil. Here's all the things that suck about Brazil. And like, so will you send us to go fix it, you know? And it just makes me think, you know, can you imagine like introducing somebody that you love that way? Like, oh, this is my friend Bobby. Uh, he's a lifelong addict. And man, I think he actually like killed somebody one time. Uh, but man, like he's my friend and like, I love him. Like. That wouldn't make sense to introduce somebody that you love that way. Like, gosh, he's the worst. Like, when he gets going, talking, like, he never shuts up, and he's so annoying to be around. Like, this is my best friend, right? Like, you wouldn't do that um, with somebody that, that you love. And I think that I just love the way that he addresses that there. And I think it's maybe just a word of caution for us, too, on how we address our mission fields or the people that we love and serve is yes to state clearly like there is a problem here there is I think it's good to show statistics or to address the problem but out of a place of love and concern for the people that you want to see restored Um, and then there's like this level of impossibility right like he says 
I will you send me, which I think is cool. Like again, that submission, like Tyler was talking about, like he's asking permission. He's not saying like, I'm going there. If you want to like help me, great. If not, I'm out of here. See you. He's like saying, will you send me? I think it's a beautiful way to address. Like there's just so much wisdom in what he says here. And he says to rebuild the city. And you just have to think, like I wonder if the king's like, who does this guy think he is? Like going to rebuild a city. Doesn't it sound impossible? Which again, goes along with a lot of like when God speaks to us, when God calls us to something. I think a lot of times it seems quite impossible. Um, it seems like there's there's no way. Um, you know, a few people that that I've been in conversations with um, too. Um, so Cassie, who does our who has our coffee roaster, and then Aaron. Um, just talking with them this week, it's like that's such like a real tangible like kind of paradox to live in of you see him present like he's like, I'm going to rebuild the city. And the king's like, how long will you be gone? What do you need? And then he presents them with like a pretty tangible plan of like, this is what I'm going to do. So you see this like um, we say a lot like God's the God of creativity and order. Or there's like this great faith, but also like diligence of like, it's not just all in the clouds. It's like, I've really like also asked God to show me how to do it. And I'm talking with Cassie, you know, she's uh, dreaming about some new things for her. You know, she's been doing this little coffee roaster, but really like her big dream is like through community development and um, having a little like space where they can, Um, You know, she grew up all over the world with her dad doing like community health evangelism. She wants to do something similar where she's at now, um, Avery and really Red River County. And like the next steps of like buying this building and like finding the funds to like get this all going and how's it all going to work? Like it seems impossible. It seems like how's this all going to come together? But so like, and she's like, we were in that tension, me and Michael were talking to her and it's like, she's like, I want to plan, I want to strategize, but I also feel like sometimes that's like slapping God in the face of being like, he's made all this happen for me already. So how dare I like try to make a plan, right? Which is real. That's a real feeling. But at the same time, like there is like a healthy level of like, okay, God's, God's calling me to this. How How's this going to happen, right? Or Aaron, um, he feels like God's calling him to maybe shift his business a little bit. Because right now they do all these odd jobs and there's like um, like such a wide range of what he does. And with the, the crew that he has, they're kind of, they're in and out. You know, he's, it's, it's really a mission field on his crew. And so he's just saying he spends so much time, like they go to a job and it's a plumbing job. Well, then he has to train them how to plumb, do plumbing work. And then they go do a job and it's like electrical. So he has to train them how to do electrical. And then they go to a job and it's flooring. He has to train them how to do flooring. Then they're leveling a house. They have to train them how to level a house. So he's like, I'm spending all this time training them to do 10 different tasks. And I don't have time to really, I don't have the time I want to actually like disciple, invest because I'm like spending so much time. So he's like, God's, I feel like God's wanting me to move to just do like a singular task. And his, the thing that he feels called to is tree removal service. Because then I can just train guys how to remove trees. And then once they learn how to do that, then, you know, obviously there's going to be different types of trees to remove. But in general, 
So have the main idea, and then I can really spend time like discipling, investing, instead of running around like with the chicken with its head cut off. But obviously that takes a lot of investment and like it's it's like a big like it seems impossible really with the state of his business. But again, we're saying it looks impossible, but let's like just look at how could this happen? How could this be a reality so that you can better minister to the the men and the in the guys that are on your crew that God's put under your authority for you to steward and for him to shepherd. And so, I don't know, I just, I just love, I love so much about how he, you know, kind of the contrast here of like this impossible, but here's my plan. And then you have the four months of prayer, you know, he spent a long time just like still before the Lord. And then he says, I prayed and I spoke. And it's like this moment of prayer. And then he speaks and he tells the king. It's like the contrast between sometimes God calls us to be still and to wait, and then sometimes he calls us to move and just to speak right then when he calls us to. And trying to balance those, those two things. And then the final thing, you know, he leaves. It's, it's, not, it's not much said about that at the end. It's like this long discourse with the king. How are you going to go? And you see an abundance of God's favor. So I think Tyler's going to touch on that of just like, Man, you could see him orchestrating all of it. But then at the end, he leaves, he goes, he departs. And that's really the end result that we all want to see, isn't it? Isn't that the end result of what the Lord wants to see, is the going? He spends time in prayer and preparation, planning, waiting, and then finally he goes. And I was thinking about, you know, his going and calling again and about how he was in such a place of comfort and luxury and having everything he needed and he's leaving to a place of danger, his life will be at risk, it's not going to be very comfortable. And it just made me think sometimes maybe the harder part about going is actually um, leaving where you are. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about Jenny and I when we went to Brazil the second time. I think the harder part for Jenny was was leaving. I remember getting on the plane and taking off, and Jenny just like cried for a long time, <laughs> huh? I don't yeah, you cried because like we left your family at the airport, and then you we had a few nephews. We didn't have kids yet at that point, but I think maybe the harder part of going to Brazil was leaving behind family, friends, comfort, um, stability. Um, so I think that is actually maybe the more difficult part for all of us is when, is when God calls us, he calls us to leave something. And that ends up ultimately being the harder part. And maybe it's not leaving a physical place like Nehemiah did or like Jenny and I did, Maybe it's just leaving behind something that you're holding on to, that God's calling you. He's sending you there so that you'll let go of that thing, whether it's you know, a codependent relationship or whether it's that comfortable salary or maybe it's the extra time that you have at home or maybe it's whatever that thing is. And God's saying, I'm asking you to let that go. I'm sending you here so that you'll let that go because ultimately... That's where we find true joy, isn't it? 
and, and most of us might know the rest of the story of Nehemiah, but man, what, like, what could bring more joy to somebody's life than seeing the people that God's burdening you for restored? To seeing dignity brought back to their lives. Um, so I think I'm just going to maybe just kind of wrap that up there. I think that's enough for today. But maybe we can just have a moment to discuss that. You know, so I just wrote some questions like, is God calling you to leave something today? What is it worth for you to hold on to that thing any longer? Um, there's communities of brokenness calling out for help. Their walls have been torn down. Their cities are in ruin. Will you go? Will you leave? What's comfortable to you? So, I'm going to sit back down. <laughs> we thank you for listening, and we pray that this edifies your soul and that this blesses you today. This is the Kingdom Way. Thank you.